Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks, everyone, who's been sharing this on their social media. We appreciate you. Glad to have you. We're going to talk today about preparing your heart. When it comes to the things of God, the Bible says that that uh, when the Lord was talking to um, David, he said, man looks on the outside. Actually, uh, he's talking to Samuel the prophet. He said, man looks on the outside. But God looks on the inside. Samuel was looking through the sons of Jesse, and uh, and he brings in, you know, Jesse brings in his oldest, biggest son, and on down, and the, and Samuel was like, surely it's this one, surely it's this one. But then he says, the Lord said, no, man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. So when you're getting ready for the things of God, and when you're moving ahead in the things of God, it comes down to your heart. There's a scripture that says, you honor me with your words, but your heart is far from me, and so. Heart preparation is something that we do to keep our heart in line with God, but to be able to move forward with God. Some people stay stagnant in an area. You know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So there's people who talk about blessing, but and then even maybe give and 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 you know do things that look like, hey, they should be blessed, but then they don't see it. Either number one is their heart is not engaged, or number two is they they secretly love money. And so God can't bless a heart. He knows the motivations of the heart. Um, and, and so God can't bless someone. He's not going to bless someone to their ruin. And so I want to talk to you about three, uh, areas that w- w- three areas of heart preparation. If you're going to the ministry especially, but just for your life as a Christian, three areas of heart preparation. And so number one is sin-free living. Having a heart that loves righteousness and hates wickedness. The Bible says of Jesus in Psalm 45, verse 7, it says, he know, and it's prophetic, obviously, because it's in the Old Testament, but it says he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. God has called us to love what he loves and hate what he hates. You know, hate's a bad word. Yeah, you mean you don't hate people. You know, even when the Lord talks about things that he hates, it says, six things, seven things are an abomination to the Lord. He'll say hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are swift to do evil, uh, a proud look. So he's, he's naming parts of the body, but he's not saying, I hate proud people. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's the sin. But we, we are called to love what God loves and hate what God hates. When you do that, you align yourself with someone who's a kingdom person. The Bible says hating even the garment that's been spotted by the flesh. Ask God when you pray. You know, prayer changes your heart. So ask God when you pray, Lord, build in me a heart that that shrinks back from anything that's displeasing to you. This is why I believe that King David was called the man after God's own heart is when he did sin. You know, he had that relationship with Bathsheba and, and sent her husband off to the front lines to be killed and then, you know, had that relationship and on it goes. And then when he was called out on it, he fell on his face and he said, how could I have sinned before God like this? He realized it wasn't just getting caught by man. It was that he sinned before God. And and that, and then even with Joseph, when, when Potiphar's wife kind of like tried to seduce him. And, and then he said, how could I sin against my master and sin before God? And so you see people who say, man, my relationship with the Lord, staying in right standing with God is more important to me than, than, than being someone um, who, who's just sad that I got caught. Having a heart, Lord, put a heart in me. There's a scripture in Psalm 119. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. That's something I pray every day. Lord, I want my life to please you. Father, if there's anything in my life that doesn't please you, please show me. Any relationship, Lord, any door that I've opened, anything that I do, anything I do with my time, 
if there's something I eat that doesn't please you, Lord, show me so I can please you. I want you to be pleased with me. Lord, put, and that may seem funny, but that's a prayer that I've prayed. Lord, if, 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 if eating too much causes me to be in a place where I can't commune with you, communicate with you, because I'm just stuffed and just want to you know, veg out on the couch, then Lord, I'll do anything. Lord, if you want me to fast, I'll fast. But Father, I want to live a clean and holy life before you. Lester Sumrall was once asked, you know, he spent many years in the ministry and um, very successful. And someone said, hey, um, I, I wanted to ask you a question. And he said, like, let's go to my office. So they go sit in their office. He said, I wanted to ask you this question. What's the key to ministry? What's the number one key to ministry? And the guy gets out his notebook and his pen and he's ready to go. He's after a Sunday service. And he's like, you want to know the key to ministry? He said, yeah. He said, the key to ministry, don't sin. All right, let's go to lunch. And that was it. Live a holy life. Don't sin. Keep sin out of your life. The number one goal in your life should be to make heaven. Your number one goal should be to live a life that pleases God. You know, if you're surrounded with people who aren't Christians, if you live in a secular workplace, you're the best way, yes, share the gospel when you have opportunities, but the best way to be a Christian witness is to live a life. Obviously, you still preach the gospel. I'm not saying, you know, live a good life and don't preach the gospel. Do both. But but the Bible says, let your let your manner of living adorn the gospel. Deep down, you know, people may may offer you alcohol and then you say, no, I don't drink. And, and they make fun of you. You know, I was in sales and they would do that. Hey, have something to drink. No, I'm good. Hey, we're celebrating. Have something to drink. No, I don't drink. Oh, come on, man. You're not even one sip. No, not one sip. I don't drink. They may make fun of you, but deep down, they, they love it. They, they want people with standards. They love seeing people. You know, that, that, you know, I've never seen him do something outside of what he professes. He's not one person who says one thing and then does another. So you, you live a holy and a clean life. So number one is a heart that shrinks back from any and all sin that desires as much as within your power to serve God and, and to never sin ever again. No hidden areas of your life. If you've got a hidden area of sin, bring it to the light. Find someone you're accountable to and bring it to the light. Number two is giving glory to God. When it comes to the things of God, always give glory to God. Be someone who's quick. Pride comes before destruction, the Bible says. So be someone who gives glory to God every time. You know, when I started ministering, there were times where people would come up to me and say, hey, you know, that message on, on giving was awesome. It changed my life. Or what you preached on, you know, last week really impacted me. It was so powerful. Thank you so much. You know, and at first I said, when I first heard, I would, you know, what do you say? Oh, it was nothing. I would say, thank you. But then I said, I realized in saying thank you, I was taking credit for it. And this may seem silly to you, but this was just my heart. Lord, thank, I said, thank you. And then I, and then I realized, wait, I, that, it's not me. It, you know, I'm the person with the microphone, but it's God's message. It's the word that's impactful, not Ryan Yusta that's impactful. It's the word that's impactful. And then I learned. So then I just said, the only thing that really made sense to say was praise the Lord. So someone would say, hey, you know, your, your message is, been very impactful. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, that last week, that message you gave, praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. You know, if someone says, hey, uh, this cookie that you made is awesome, I'll say thank you. I may not say praise the Lord. But when it comes to the things of God, always give credit to the Lord. Yeah, you know, I may have been out there preaching. I may have spent hours and hours studying, but it's still the Word that brought life. The entrance of the Word brings life, brings light. And so, so giving glory to God. Father, you are God and I am man. Lord, everything I have has come from you, every good thing. So number two, giving him the credit. And then number three, preparing your heart. So number one, uh, sin-free living. Number two, giving God all the credit. And then number three, 
is courage. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. I believe as people of God, especially in this day and age, we need to be, be, be people who stand up for the word. Re- Revelation 12, talk, 10 talks about the accuser of the brethren. And the verse 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives unto death. We're called to be able to say that if someone said, hey, you're a Christian, yes. Hey, deny the Lord or, or your life comes to an end. Hey, I have decided to follow Jesus. Make my day. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to see the Lord. That, that a little bit of persecution doesn't cause us to back off. If you've made up your mind about the gospel, persecution shouldn't back you up. Persecution should rile you up. No, I, I'm, a ch- I'm a child of God. You know, we're entering a time now where I believe that Christians will be more, in America will be more persecuted than they've ever been. And so you decide if you're the person who's just quiet and no one knows, or you decide if you're the person who says, you know, I'm going to stand up for that. No, you're not going to. You know, I saw a video last night of people in Portland, these riots, people burning Bibles in the street. And I saw this video where they had this Bible they lit on fire and these two people were standing there like acting like they were warming their hands by the fire. And I thought to myself, oh, you've got to be kidding me. If I was in that vicinity, I'd run in and kick that Bible, grab that Bible, put the fire out. I, you know, I risk it be, getting beat up for that. I'm not letting someone burn a Bible in front of me. You've lost your mind. That's the word of God, right? So I'm willing to stand up for these things where there's a courage on the inside. I, I'm not here for political reasons. I'm not here for anything else. The only good thing, the only person, that, the only thing that I'm called to do on planet Earth is preach the gospel. I'm called to get born again, and, and then what God's called me to do is preach the gospel. And as Christians, it's to, the Bible says, holding forth the word of life. Uh, no matter what industry you're in, there may be a calling. You know, you may not be called to ministry. You may be called to business or whatever, government, whatever. You may be called to something besides ministry. But still, as a Christian, your job is to stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be someone who realizes on this earth, the only and the main thing I identify as is a Christian. Everything else can go. White person, black person, tall, skinny, man, woman, all that stuff. Not that it's a variable. Obviously, we know it's not. But it's not as important as me as a Christian. I'm a Christian. I stand up for Christ. I obey the word. If someone's going to stand up and mock, I'm going to stand up and, 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 and praise you know, I heard a story of, it was John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, and he was in, he was on a bus or something. He was in public somewhere and someone was, you know, started cussing, just cussing up a storm. They were talking about something and they started cussing and they GD this and Jesus Christ that and GD this and Jesus Christ that. And, and after a few minutes of that, he just couldn't take it. And he just said, Hey, that's my savior. You're talking about Jesus Christ. I just want to praise him. I just want to say he's wonderful. I just want to say he's worthy. Jesus Christ is more than enough. You're going to use his name like that? I just want to say his name is powerful. And just unsolicited. You're going to use his name like that? Then I'm going to magnify him. You're not going to talk about my Savior like that. People who are courageous to stand up for the gospel. Not stand up for a political stance. Stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it's the only thing I'm on this earth for. It's, I'm not good to anybody else as anything but someone who preaches the gospel. It's my calling in life. It's, I got nothing else for anybody. I may be a friend to some people, but the only benefit I bring to mankind is to pre- present the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. 
And so let that courage build on the inside of you. And when you pray, Father, put, put a boldness on the inside of me as they prayed in Acts 4. Read Acts 4, 28 through 31. Lord, put a boldness of the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. Or if someone criticizes, I'll stand up and I'll say, no, uh-uh, I'm a Christian. You know, people, people make fun of different types of doctrines. Oh, you, you, what do you think about that Joel Osteen in the prosperity gospel? Yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, Joel Osteen doesn't take a, um, you know, he doesn't actually take a salary from his church. All his money comes from books he's written and sold himself. He's got a mega church and his church, he doesn't actually, his church doesn't pay him. How about that? Oh, he's got this huge mansion. Great. I think he should have two. He made the money. Every bit of money that comes into the church gets to go right into the gospel. He reaches more people than most Christians. I mean, most, most, most ministries. Oh, what do you think about preachers having jets? I think every preacher should have a jet. I think we've got the most important message. I think take all the jets on planet earth and just give them to preachers. I don't think there's another message that's as important as, as the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think only preachers should have jets. It's the profession that a jet should come with it in this day and age. You know, people will go hard and wonder, and then you do that, and they're like, oh, well, what about these people that say that God wants to bless you and he wants you to be rich? Yeah. Well, look, when he set up in the garden, he said, freely eat. There was abundance. And when we go to heaven, there'll be streets of gold. So yeah, I, I serve the God that wants to bless people. It's not a good thing to be in poverty and be starving. And then people will back off. You'll see when you stand up for stuff like that. But be a person who's courageous. So those are the three heart preparation. Lord, put a heart in me that hates sin, number one. And then, Lord, I covenant to give you all the glory. And then, Lord, build courage on the inside of me, even if I don't feel courageous. Proverbs 28.1 says, the, righteous, the, the wicked flee where no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Father, I thank you. I may not feel bold, but Father, I thank you. I'm bold. Lord, I thank you. I'm bold as a lion. Heart preparation, pray. Pray along the lines of these things we've talked about. You're bold as a lion. Oh, that's just not my personality. Yeah, don't tell the Lord what your personality is. Let the Lord tell you what your personality is. He said you're bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Man, I'm glad to be alive in this day and age. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome day to be alive. You know, this thing's being wrapped up quickly. Let's stand up for the gospel. Let's run full out for the gospel. Let's lay aside every weight and every chain that, that besets us. If you're listening to this and you've never received Jesus or you're backslidden, I want you to make a decision today to give your life back to God. If you need to give your life back to God, have a moment of honesty with God. If you're not right with God, you need to get your heart right. I'm calling on you today, right now, to get your heart right with the Lord. If that's you and you need to get it right, pray this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. Say this with me. Say, God, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in your blood. Set me free. I give you my life. I believe you died and you rose again. Jesus, I belong to you. I leave sin behind. I am yours in Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed for that, I'd love to hear from you. You can message us on Instagram. It's at Ryan Yusta. Yusta is J-O-O-S-T-E, all one word. It's at Ryan Yusta underscore. And then at Krista Yusta, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-J-O-O-S-T-E. And we'd love to hear from you. We love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.